On today's show, Luka Doncic has kickstarted and turned around his season. Where can it take the Dallas Mavericks? And how has he become so much better over this last stretch? We'll talk about that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can find this show after every single game and five days a week. We are here and joining me, as always, my co-host, writer and contributor at Mavs.com. The all-star son, the one more thing king. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? It's break time. At least for the NBA uh, or for the Mavs as they get, what, three days? You know, basically three days off. A lot of you guys listen to this on a Tuesday. One, two, three, Cancun! <laughs> uh, that's a, That was Luca's whole vibe the whole weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Watching him trot up and down the court in the second half was incredible. It, it looks like me right now when I tried to play to pick up. He did hit more catch-and-shoot threes in a single game than he did all his, the entire rest of the season, though, so... <laughs> In a single game. I mean, hey, I can play off ball. That's that's hey, all he's saying. If he's trying to make and prove that point, I think he may have made and proved <laughs> that point. So, all right, today we're going to be talking about Luka Doncic. Surprise, right? <laughs> Shocker. <Surprise>. Locked on <laughs> Luka. <laughs> Surprise that we'd be talking about Is this about locked that. on Mavs or Cowboys? But Luka, at the start of the season, we, we heard, we've we heard the narratives. If someone is still feeding you this narrative, turn it off. Don't listen to whatever media you, you're, you're watching or listening to. That say, well, Lucas, you know, he he's out of shape and he's you no know, not playing efficient basketball and it's just not been the same. And he drove Chris Porzingis out of town. You know, there's all these things that we heard. Some of them at the start of the season were true. We talked about them. We talked about how yeah. Luca did come in out of shape. He was not efficient to start the year. A couple months into the season, the Mavericks were still worse with Luca on the court than they were off the court, right? There were there were some things to start the season that were that painted Luka Doncic in a very negative light for sure. But I think all those things have changed, right? You, you think every, you think all that stuff has completely changed and, and flipped around right now. Luka going into this all-star break was on the best tear of his season. I mean, he, and for February, he's averaging like 36 points a game. I mean, he's just, he's going for it. He's shooting. Well, the Mavericks are positive now when he's on the court and it seems like he's, he's turned this around and he's really figured out how to play. And I think that it, it, we should we should talk about what made the change. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you asked me a month ago, it's like, hey, is you know, does Luca have a shot at MVP? Will he even be in the in the conversation? Just a month ago, after how he started the season, I would have told him like, I don't think so. I think the hole was so so deep that he dug, you know, at the beginning of the season because, like Nick said, he was out of shape, and I feel like we've mentioned that, you know periodically a handful of times over the past month or so of like referencing that beginning of the season and it never fails. There's some Luca, you know, stands out there. It's like, why are we still talking about this? You at least have to mention it. I mean, even Luca recognizes, even when he talked to Callie Kaplan in that story about how he's changed up some of his, you know, eating habits and stuff. It's like, even he recognized where he was at as far as his body and stuff. He wasn't playing to the caliber that he could play at. And so I'm like, all right, some of these guys are just, they've kind of, increase that lead so far but man over the past month we've seen 
you know, the, the memes, we've seen the jokes, Jason Gallagher, you know, said, you know, was joking about it on Twitter is like, here comes, this is Luka Doncic as Thor, you know, basically making his appearance into the MVP conversation. Bring me Thanos. But it's like, you know, even that, I don't think he's cracking that top three right now. I mean, Jokic, no. Embiid, Giannis. In our hearts, yes. On the actual <laughs> ballots, no, probably not. But I think he has started to to break into that next category of the DeMar DeRozan, Steph Curry, that second group of players because of, and if going back to that, if you asked me a month ago, could Luca break into that? I'd be like, no, the only way he could is if he went like supernova and he's went supernova because, <laughs> I mean, you look at his stuff over the past 15 games, you look at his stuff over the past 10 games, the past 10 games for Luka Dodgers, he's averaging 35 points in that stretch, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. He's a plus 13. He's shooting 43% from three. This is his last 10 games. Like this is insane. So it's just the stretch he's on is unbelievable. Now let's just hope that it continues coming out of whatever vacation he's on or whatever Island he's on <laughs> with Jokic or whoever, whoever he's tampering with. <laughs> So what did turn his season around, though? Like we, I think we can all see with our eyes and 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 the stats that we mentioned that it has changed, right? He's new at, he's, he's gotten a lot better. Has new Holger finally got a hold of Luca? And you know what? Maybe it has, right? Because Luca sat down with Callie Kaplan, Dallas Morning News. Go read the article one on one with Luca Doncic and Callie talks about a couple of things that Luca did change. And like he's like you mentioned earlier, he said, um, you know, I changed my diet. Mostly just eating healthier. That w- that was the key to be here. To be here the way that he's playing right now, changing his diet has been the key. He also has not missed a game since January 7th. Right? Yeah. He missed a whole bunch of random games at the beginning of the season. Remember, at the beginning of the season, he kept coming up with some kind of injury, and he would fall, and we'd, we'd cringe. And When's the last time we did that? I mean, he does fall a couple times and occasionally, and we're, you know, we, we cringe, but he doesn't stay down and writhe and <laughs> hold his ankle. We haven't seen that much recently. It's been all business in that area, but it's also because he's in better shape. And when you're in better shape, you don't get hurt as often, right? Some of us that are out of shape, you can run, uh, you know, some of us can run uh, like a hundred yards. And at the end, we're like, oh, holding my shins because I'm feeling bad. Luca doesn't have to do that if he's in shape, right? Yeah. I mean, even, you know, you look at his first two and a half months of the season. We obviously know COVID played into a handful of these, you know, good chunk of these games. So he missed sure. 15, ga- 15 games over the first two and a half months. And for him to not miss a game at all since January 7th, that speaks volumes to where he's at as, as a player. And, you know, you go back to that <clears throat> that stretch when he left for COVID. It's like we were all talking about it. It's like, all right. <laughs> he said he left for COVID. Like, like, like oh, if, sorry. Like if it was a destination that he was going to. <laughs> like, you know, he had to take that time to go take the COVID test. You know? But y'all know what I'm saying. And it's like we were all speculating. It's like, all right. It, you know, he was out for what, two weeks? I think it was over two weeks. Like, is mm-hmm. he getting back into shape as he recovers and comes out of COVID? Almost three and, weeks. You know, yeah. So it's like, bam. Then we started seeing, we, we started like speculating on the pod. Like, is it? Does he look slimmer? Like I feel like he looks slimmer. Threw it out there a few times, like you see in his that face. That was our little. <laughs> that was our little conspiracy that they were holding him out longer to to get him back into better shape. Yeah, it's like, and you could see it as not just in his like just his explosiveness and everything, getting to the rim and all of that, but you could see it like physically in his body. Yes. And then we saw a tiny little thing there of like Tim McMahon adds a little excerpt into this like I don't know power rankings type thing mm-hmm. uh, for ESPN, and it's like. 
Uh, sources tell us him, you know, Lucas dropped 15 pounds since the beginning of the season. I feel like we saw another thing since then about him losing even more weight. And now we're seeing the Luca that, you know, we've seen over the past month, the same Luca that's averaging, you know, 35, 10, and 10. That's what that, okay. So if anybody's going to come at us and say that, you know, oh, why are we talking about his weight still? That's what Luca can, you know, attributes to hit this change, right? That is what he has said. He said, that's the key to me being here, just eating healthier. And getting in shape. He also mentioned the other day when when asked about playing longer stretches of time, playing forty you know forty minutes a night at times. He said, "Hey, it helps you get in better shape." <laughs> that's something yeah. that's been on his mind, right? And so that I think has been the big change in the, in this article. Callie Kaplan you know wrote. He said that you know she said that Luca took time to decompress in August and September, and Luca said, "I relaxed a little bit too much." That's that's about as much I, as we're I gonna feel get, you, bro. That's what we're gonna get as much as we're that, gonna get from that's Lucas. That's everybody who gets married after the first like two years of ma- of marriage, and they're like, somebody somebody asks them about it, and you're like, yeah, I just relaxed a little too much, you know, after you got married. And uh, <laughs> the Netflix and chill takes on a different persona <laughs> after you get married for sure. And um, then kids come along, so <laughs> after Netflix and chill, so. Uh, <laughs> Um, he also so, yeah. said he didn't eat seafood. He doesn't I was gonna eat say, seafood. He, My man. He, the food that he's eating, he said chicken and rice and vegetables is the most popular with me because I don't eat a lot of seafood. Uh, I the, guess he didn't go to Papado with Moses. No, he's not going to Papado. I don't know if he went to Papado with Moses or with Dennis Smith Jr. when he was here either. By the way, Dennis Smith Jr. available. Should the Mavs pick him up? Uh, I'd rather have Javon Carter. So It's an interesting yeah. name for the offseason, but it's not going to happen right now. Dennis, a name for the offseason? Sure. All right. Well, so coming up, we have an ad break. <laughs> no, stop. coming up. How has Luka Doncic played differently? What are the things in his game that he's changed that has actually been noticeably better? Why has this change in his body, change in his fitness, change in conditioning? What does it do to help the Mavericks? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about betonline.net. They have all the odds and lines for you to check out all the time. You can go and check out some of the NBA games they have coming up. They have college basketball games. If you're watching that, since there is no uh, NBA, they have NBA futures right now. Ooh, the Golden State Warriors tied with the Phoenix Suns for the NBA championship odds. They're both both plus 425. Then you have this the ball injury. The Nets at plus 600. Bucks at plus 650. Sixers plus 700. You have to go all the way down to the Dallas Mavericks are plus 4,000. Plus 4,000. Less than the Bulls, the Grizzlies, the Nuggets, the Celtics. Obviously, the Lakers, because their odds are always inflated. But if you want to put down some money on that, go check it out. Bet online. The best spots for all your sports scores, news, and everything this season. It's not just basketball. They have all their hockey, boxing, UFC, everything. Go check it out. Bet online. It's where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into Luka Doncic's season. What has been better about Luka this year? And I started digging into some numbers and... I started thinking about, okay, well, the Mavericks have won some late games recently. The Mavericks have won some clutch games. And I started to look into some of those those numbers. And the clutch stats for the Mavericks are are really, really fascinating to me. It's just the, just the raw record. So the Mavericks in clutch games, this is, the game is, you know, within five points, under five minutes to go. So it's a close game, basically. Last five minutes, it's a close game. At any point during that that stretch, it's a close game. The Mavericks are 14 and 7 in clutch games when Luka plays. That's a really good record. I mean, that's 7 games above 500. That's that's just a really good record in clutch games. 
Breaking news. Mavs are good when Luka plays. The Mavericks when Jalen Brunson plays are 13 and 14 in clutch games when Brunson plays. Not that big of a difference. (laughs) You can't see if you can't see Isaac's face on the podcast. He made like a weird, he made a weird (laughs) face. The Mavericks a lot. They basically lost seven more games when Luka is not playing when Jalen and it's just Jalen Brunson, right? If you can point at a stat that shows how important Luka is in in any way, it's it's that one. Here's a weirder one. The Mavericks were five and nine in clutch games when Porzingis played this year. Five and nine. Five and nine. Right. So that is how much Luka Doncic means to this team. If he is not on this team, the Mavericks are below 500 clutch team for sure. Uh, and even some of the games when you know those other guys did, and, and Luca did as well. But in the clutch, you start looking at what what has changed for Luca this year. What has been what has been different? And obviously, you know his usage percentage has been up this year. Luca this year uh, is you know handling the ball more than ever. He doesn't really have anybody else to you know, seems like to to pass to at times. His usage is at thirty seven. It's the highest the highest of his career during the regular season. Thirty seven percent. In the clutch, his usage goes down to thirty percent. I down a little bit with JB. It goes down. He's sharing the ball a little bit more in clutch time. He only takes 1.9 field goal attempts per game in the clutch. Other guys that have a, a you know a 30% usage in the clutch are well, let's the top guys, the, the guys that have the, the highest usage in the clutch, which means these are the guys late in games, they're getting the ball in their hands and nobody else is taking it away from him. No, they're not giving it to anybody else. Trey Young, 49%. That team is like literally Trey Young or nothing. 50% of the time, Trey Young ends the possession, basically. And beat and beating Jokic at 43%. Durant at 42%. Ja at 40%. Steph Curry, 39%. DeRozan, 36%. LeBron, 35%. Luka is not up there with those guys in terms of usage in the clutch. He's spreading it around. Now listen to the players that are close to Luka in per usage percentage in the clutch this year. I'm ready. 30%. Is where Luca is. Giannis, Chris Paul, Booker, Tatum, Levine, and Fred Van Vliet. Luca is sharing the ball in the clutch like some of these guys that have multiple stars on their team. Chris Paul and Booker, both at around 30%. Luca is sharing the ball in the clutch in the in the way that those two guys are. Or Giannis with you know Middleton and Drew Holiday, or Tatum with Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's is pretty close to 30%. You know, Fred Van Vliet with Pascal Siakam. Like he is sharing the ball in that way. And I think that's been a big change for him this year. And I think that is something that's allowed him to be more effective in the the, the plays that he is using. And then also, you know, the conditioning has helped him out late in order to help him win in these clutch moments. So all of that to say, the Mavs are really good when Luka plays in the clutch. He's handling the ball and using the ball less than normal. Still a lot. 30% is still is still a lot, but less than he does during the rest of the game. They're sharing the ball more, the Mavericks are. They're spreading the ball out more, and it's helping them win games. Well, and, and a lot of that has to do with the, the leap that Jalen Brunson has made. It's like he has a reason to trust. And, I mean, who who was he? This was my only thing bef- before that. I didn't get – I, I love Donnie, but I didn't get the exit interview I didn't get the the narrative that it wasn't just the media narrative that you know Donnie Kevin the Mads you know had kind of put out there of the oh, I gotta get Luca to share the ball more you know that type of yeah thing. When, when when Donnie Nelson left Donnie Nelson Mavs former president of basketball operations left in his exit interview last year one of his parting words basically is one of his last words he said as the president of the, of, of the Mavericks was. Luca's got to learn to share the ball. He's got to learn how to be a team player, basically, and share the ball around and get guys involved. and And that that you that rubbed you the wrong way, and still does. 
It 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 does because we got to get players for him to trust. And it's like so we're gonna get upset that Luca's not sharing the ball with Wes Matthews, or he's not trying to throw a lob to Dennis, or hey, we got to feed the post, get KP those post touches. It's like okay, like these are the players that we're asking Luca to you know to to trust in those clutch moments. Now Jalen Brunson has taken that leap. He has taken that next step up to where, I mean, that jump, I mean, it might seem small to some people out there, but that jump from 12 points a game to 16 points a game, his shooting percentage is like, he's, he's become a, like a solid, I don't want to say, I, I didn't want to get too far ahead of myself as the like perfect sidekick, you know, next to Luca and all that, but he's become a better player. That's like, Hey, he's on the floor and in, in the clutch moment, you're okay with him having a ball, but also what helps those usage numbers is they're getting Luca off the ball. It's like they're running Luca off screens more. Luca is they're running. I mean, kidding them like they're designing some incredible stuff. Like you go back and trying to watch, trying to watch some more stuff over the All Star weekend of just how they're getting Luca the ball more. It's not just a Luca dribble the ball down. All right, let's just ISO it out. You know, run run that Dwight Powell pick and roll. You know, all of that, which is it. fine. Like you sprinkle it, but then sprinkle in some of the other stuff of. Hey, let's get him rolling off. Get him. He's coming off a screen, catching it. He's at the free throw line. Now he's making a decision. He's hitting the corner. He's shooting the floater. He's doing, let him make the decisions. And I feel like that's helped him up. It's, I feel like it's helped him like kind of save the energy, but it's also helped his use everything. So I think coaching staff deserves credit. I think Luca deserves credit. I think Jalen Brunson deserves credit. And that's what's been different this year. I think that's what, that's what's been different. The reason why the Mavericks are a good clutch team when Luca plays is that is sharing the ball a little bit more is being able to be a, you know to be a team to trust your teammates a little bit more the ball movement late in games we've seen some really good moments where the Mavericks just throw the ball around and so Luca may not get that bump in usage percentage because it's a hockey assist I don't think you get any any credit in your usage percentage if you pass the ball to somebody else who passes the ball to somebody else who then scores right um, but we've seen that from the Mavericks we've seen that ball movement late in games and that's what helped that's what's helped them win and that's a thing that's been better. Or Luca this year, yeah. I mean, we've seen. I mean, look at this stretch. You know, that stretch. Looking at his past ten to fifteen games, we've talked about his points and you know the fifty-one. The you know he missed the free throws to get fifty again. But like, look at that stretch there from um, you know it's January twenty-sixth into February. He had seven straight games that he had had double-digit assist. You know, these are assist numbers over the seven games: 15, 12, 11, 10, 15, 11, 11. Like that's that's just dumb. Like that's that's dumb. That a it was almost a record. It's one game off of Jason Kidd's record for the most in Mavericks history. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, he's just when he's dialed in like that, it feels like nobody can touch him. It feels like he's just on that. That's Luca magic. Like we we have been watching Luca, and Luca is so dang good. But Luca magic is truly magical. Like not to be like cliche about it. It's like this is the bar. He set that bar so high that we we knew he could be there and now it's like all right we're all spoiled because we've seen this past month or so and it's like this is the luca that we expect from here on out to where if he's not doing what he's doing now now we're like what's what's wrong with him right now and now so all i could think of when you kept saying the word magic was that old magic. that old disney commercial on disney vhss when they were advertising disneyland it's time to remember the magic. That's all I could. That's all I could think of when you're. <laughs> that was a great performance. <laughs> there that's you go. Good. All right, coming up. 
Where can Luca take the Mavericks? What can Luca do? Can he keep this up? Is this a sustainable thing? What has to happen for the Mavericks to continue to play the way that they've played while Luca is on this heater? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about our favorite bar. It's Built Bar. It's absolutely great. I went on a trip. I took some Built Bars with me. I got my backpack. I got bars. I got bars on bars on bars on bars on bars. Built Bars. The Coconut Brownie Chunk. Delicious. Greatest bar. It's got actual little pieces of brownie on top of it. So if you ever just want that little True. taste, you want that little taste, don't you want to know what it tastes like? You just eat a Built Bar. They're absolutely delicious. Go check them out. The puffs as well. I couldn't pull a, a Built Bar puff out of my backpack because I ate them all because they're very, very good. Wow. Go check them out at Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You get 15% off your entire order. If you're somehow listening within 48 minutes of, of this, the Toffee Almond is returning. And you can go check out that bar as well. Hmm. Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your entire order at Built.com. All right, Isaac Harris. One more stat that I wanted to share I found kind of interesting. Is that what else has made Luka Doncic really good this year? Two years ago, what made Luka Doncic incredible was that he was so incredibly efficient around the rim. Two years ago, Luka was as efficient around the rim as Giannis. <laughs> which is wild to think about how much bigger Giannis is. He was he was up there with you know some of the centers. And this year, he's he's getting close to there. Around the rim, Lucas shooting 69%, which is nice. That's that's a that's like a good that's a really, really good percentage for somebody. That is like nice. Him. Nice. There's only two players in the NBA taking at least three shots at the rim, around five to nine feet from the rim, and ten to fourteen feet from the rim. So all that like around the rim little area. It's Luca and De'Aaron Fox. That name kind of Name threw me for a loop, but the only players averaging at least three shots per game in those three areas near the rim, and Did I found that really like good percentages or just and attempts. You know, th that's the attempts, and then for the percentages, Luca at the rim is shooting the same percentage as Aiton and Jokic. From five to nine hmm. feet, he's shooting the same percentage as Siakam. Like so, Luca is is shooting as well as some of these bigger guys, and at the rim as well as Jokic and Aiton, like actual centers. And yeah. that's what's made him more efficient, right? That shot right there. And that all goes back to the conditioning. He would get to the rim at the beginning of the season and he would just like beef a layup. You know, he would just like 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 leave it short or he would just miss it because he was putting in so much effort to get there that he just didn't have any anything else to try and put the ball where exactly he wanted it. And now it comes a little bit easier to him and he can get to the spot that he wants to and he can throw up the ball you know, the shot that he wants to, and he's hitting some of these shots real close to the rim, and that's what makes Luka Doncic so good overall, and that's what's made him good this year. Yeah, because, we, I mean, we know he can, you know, take it to the post. I mean, it feels like he can post up almost anybody, but it's the off-the-dribble stuff because once players know that you can't take them off the dribble, then they can play, play you tighter to when you're trying to take these step-back 30-footers or, you know, 27-footers that then they're contested, and then they're back, you know, they're worse shots, but... Now that you have your legs back and you're in shape and people and you're blowing past people and you get into the rim, guess who's uh kind of sagging off just a little bit, getting it, giving themselves another little step, giving you a little bit more space on the perimeter. And I mean, is that Patrick in? Beverly? Sure, <laughs> extension Patrick Beverly. Um, <laughs> yeah, but is that playing into his you know his three point percentage over the past month or so? You know is. It was in the 20s. It felt like forever. And now he's up to what, 33, 34% from three right now? That's a pretty dang uh, big leap for him. 
yeah, he, yeah, you start looking at Luca's splits over the last couple of months here. And uh, if you look at for October, he shot 23%. November, he actually shot really well. He shot 38%. Then he was back down 27% in December, 28% in January. And now he's at 43% from three in February. So he really took a dip in October, December, January. It just was was rough, 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 which is why he was down in the you know rough, in rough. The, the twenty percent. Don't don't do that too loud. My dog is sleeping behind me, and he'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll let out a blood curdling scream anytime somebody delivers a package to our house. Anytime, it just goes off. Well, where can where can the Mavericks go with Luca playing like this? Well, I mean, I, dang, I think right now it's knocked <laughs> his mic off the table. Um. When he, when he's playing like this, then you're walking into any playoff series feeling like you have the best player on the floor, and yeah. that I mean that's the number one thing. I mean that's that's what you need in the playoffs. We know playoff basketball is so much different than regular season, and you know for the Mavericks for this last stretch of games, like getting home court advantage is your is your goal. Is Luca the best player in the Western Conference playoffs? It's him or Jokic. I think Jokic is having a better season. But you look at the rest of these teams, like, is Steph better than Luka? I mean, we just did just watch Steph go supernova. Take 27 wide open threes in a, an all-star game? We're going to use we're gonna use that as part of a... Hold up. We're going to use... not wide open threes. Some I, of these were dumb. Some of these are crazy. I mean, yeah. No, I mean, you don't have to convince me that Steph you're gonna, is, you're, is... Wait, you're going to take a crap on... Steph, right now. No, no, no. I'm just saying we're using that in the All Star game. Anthony Davis as a as a reason for why Steph should be better than than Luca. But I think he has a case. It's it's you know real close with Jokic there for sure, and Jokic is having a better season than him. But it's close with Luca going into this Western Conference playoffs could be the best player in those playoffs, and he can absolutely play like he is the best player in the playoffs in the West. Yes, well, I mean especially after seeing what he did, you know, against Kawhi and them, you know, last year. Uh, for sure it's just insane you know and with your second star in the corner and lucas still doing that you know so like it's it's insane to think about and now their that. second star will still be in the corner in davis Bertans. <laughs> 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 um but yeah you, know, you know for them i i think i was going to bring it full circle at the end here um and this kind of plays into the playoff stuff is what 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 would the mavs have to do for luca to be legitimately in that mvp talk and over the next month or so, I mean, he have to just keep this up. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, keep it keep... up. You know, they would have to jump. You know, you're looking at the standings right now, going into their first game on Friday uh, in Utah. You know, they're a game and a half back from the Jazz as they're the fifth seed. Utah's the you know four seed, and then you're you know you're looking at Memphis. It's like, is there a world that they could catch Memphis? That's a, that's a big leap there. Memphis would probably it, have to have an injury or something. It's not that big. I mean, it's what is it? Five and a half games. That's five and a half. Like you're asking Memphis. It's a, who, it's a lot, but it's they just not, went eight and two. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it, it's a lot, but it's not ridiculous. Yeah, it's not ridiculous. But I think for for Dallas right now, it's you're you're looking at that. I mean, it's the same group of teams we've been talking about the whole time. It's yeah. Utah, Denver, Memphis. If if Luca goes supernova, and let's say he hold finishes, on, we have to say keeps going supernova because he he yes. was he was right keeps it up, and let's say they finish fourth in the West. Let's say Denver drops. Let's say Denver drops to like the play in, and the Mavericks. I don't, are, I don't see that happening, but okay. I mean, it's two and a half games, but I don't see it either. Either way, let's say Dallas finishes fourth, 
Luca finishes the season averaging like 29, 11, and 10. Does he have a shot? And I think if he I, if, if he gets to the, gets to four, then all of a sudden he has home court advantage. That's a you know that's a thing that all of a sudden talking heads will start talking about, right? And that's I, when I love Jokic, but if that scenario plays out, Jokic does not deserve it over Luca. And so. Porzingis is gone now, so all of a sudden the you know who, who's the cast of characters around him is a conversation yeah. for sure. Because then that I think that will open eyes as well. One hundred percent. Nuggets so. are going to get Murray back. Does that change anything for him? Some people have talked about. You know, is Joel Embiid going to lose some votes because James Harden's going to come join him and his numbers are going to go down? Does that same thing happen to Jokic? Probably yeah. a little, a little bit, I mean, right? Well, yeah, I don't know when Murray's coming back, but let's say Harden. They're talking takes- about him coming back sometime in March. Oh well, but but let's say Philly doesn't finish in the top, you know, two or three, and let's say they finish fourth. Let's say Harden takes away, you know, some of the counting stats from Embiid. It's like. Now we're looking at this like Embiid, Luka, Jokic, Giannis. Like it's not impossible, and it's wild to think about with the whole narrative story of Luka at the beginning of the you know uh, beginning yeah. of the season, kind of like he did to me and, and to Luka as well. Luka answered this question: that the MVP, the MVP doesn't doesn't matter as much to him. It's yeah. about what he can do playing like this, right? What can the Mavericks do playing like this? And they can absolutely win in this this landscape of the West, win a first-round series with Luka playing like this. He can come in and be the best player in the West and play like this and win a, win a series, and that's what the goal has been the entire year. And Luka yeah. is un- unlocking that single-handedly right now. And this is why I want the Jazz. Now, I, I realize the Jazz can make me re- look really stupid. I've been saying over the past month, pretty adamantly that I want Utah over Memphis and over Denver in a first round series. Now they're about to play the jazz three times over the next like three or four weeks. And if Utah just smacks them like two out of three times, then I'm sure y'all will be in my mention saying, are you, do you still want Utah? There will be, you will, you will have to block an insane number of jazz fans. I think after that, (laughs) for sure. You and Joe Gardner just loving that, loving those jazz. Is it the who's the older NBA player who loves to take shots at the Jazz? Vernon um, Vernon Maxwell? Maxwell. You and Vernon Maxwell yeah. will just be cackling was, your heads off if they. In win. the words of Vernon Maxwell, if Jazz fans have Twitter, then uh, I'll welcome <laughs> I'll welcome that. But uh, but no, that's they just got to win a first round series. If he's playing like this, I think for them the biggest thing for them. I'm not worried about Luca. I think Luca will be fine over this last stretch of the season. I want to see them continue incorporating the other guys like that's the that's the key for them if Dinwiddie can be a legitimate creator ball handler third guy comes off the bench that can get buckets Bertans can get back to shooting you know 38 percent from three off the bench if those guys can give them offense off the bench like they've missed the offense and they can keep the defense going and they just fully embrace and get used to the small ball that they started experimenting with before they you know they traded KP that's that's their whole thing and they got their squad they got their guys now they got their style there's there's really no more like questions about the team like that's the that's the thing now it's like we pretty much have all the answers it's just we just got to see how it plays out well, we've got answers to the question. Let's just see if they can actually answer them. Like, see if they can actually carry out the answers, right? But like, we don't. We know their style. We know yeah. Dwight's going to get torched against some of these really good bigs. We yes. know they're going to small ball it. They're going to switch. They're going to be scrappy on defense. Luca's still going to be the main guy. JB is going to play off of him. They'll interchange a little bit. Like, we know all of this now. So, like, there's really no more big questions about the team for this final stretch and going to the playoffs. 
now barring an injury. So now we just watch it play out and see how these guys gel and team chemistry and if they can get these new guys going. There you go. Thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen today. Tomorrow, we'll be getting into more. The top 75 players were ranked by ESPN and The Athletic. Where could Luca find himself in those in, in the next, I don't know, the next 100 and yeah. <laughs> when they do the 100? But where's Dirk in there? Do we agree with that? We'll talk about that tomorrow. And also, are they letting us back in locker rooms anytime soon? Ooh. We would like to, but we're going to tell you why that's important for you guys. We'll tell you that tomorrow. Now make your second listen, Locked on NBA. We're doing roundtables all week with a bunch of different hosts getting together in different gl- groups and clumps. You're not going to want to miss it. The one out right now is the top of the West. So Brendan Clean from the Phoenix Suns, Cyrus Sotsis from the Golden State Warriors pod, uh, Sean Coleman from the Memphis Grizzlies, and then our, and our own David Locke from Locked on Jazz. Uh, all did a roundtable about the top of the West, and they just made fun of David and why he was there representing, <laughs> representing the, jazz, the jazz the whole time. So go check that out. Ours yeah. will be coming soon on this feed, so you don't have to go anywhere for that. Uh, and then there's all kinds of other ones for Lockdown NBA. So go check it out on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps.